Welcome to the F5 Podcast. Make sure to share with your friends. We want to talk about habits and what makes your life more successful as well as what makes you happier in general. So I think this is going to be an exciting podcast. With that being said, uh, we look forward to discussing this topic. Unique, New York. Awesome. All right. So what do we define as a habit? Why don't we? Something you repeatedly do to the point of unconsciousness. Uh, yes. Yeah. Something that you repeatedly do to the point of unconsciousness. Okay. Any, any other thoughts? Like brushing your teeth mm-hmm. every morning, every night. Mm-hmm. That's a habit. Mm-hmm. Or it's not. Or it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Don't get me back there. (laughs) So before we started this, you mentioned that everybody thinks they don't have a routine, but everybody does have a routine. What does that mean? Right. If you're, you know, we were talking about if somebody's like, well, I don't want to live a life of structure of routine. Everyone has a routine. Everyone has habits. That isn't the issue isn't whether or not you have habits or routine. It's what are they? Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's really important. And, And really, it's not anyone else's place to judge your habits or routine. That's for you to do, but you can't even judge it until you're aware of it, mm-hmm. right? Or evaluate it until you're aware of it. So you got to become aware of your routines and your habits, and then you can decide, are these serving me? Are these helping me get to my goals? Are they what I want? Am I showing up in the way that I want? Mm-hmm. But that's the key. So all the time we discuss these things, we got to be careful because people get really hypersensitive or feel like they're being judged. And it's no, 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 it's no one's place to judge you. That is your work. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, awareness is the key to deciding how you want to show up. So your routines and habits are really important to the old saying, you know, show a man, show me a man his habits and I'll show you the man, right? Like, wh- where is he going? What does his future look like? So really important to understand that if you're trying to do big things in the world or trying to move the needle in your life. And it's hilarity to me how often people want change but don't realize that's predicated on them, not mm-hmm. the outside world. Everything in the outside world could change. If you don't change, nothing is going to change. So this is the key. I think a lot of times people think too about the goal instead of uh, particularly the habit that it's taking to get to that goal. And then without knowing like what steps or how to automate it or even how to get started, there's no way that mm-hmm. you're ever going to reach that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I, we teach in our program, we teach this, but create goals around competencies, not end result. Mm-hmm. It's much more helpful if you look at your life like, what competencies do I need to learn to achieve mm-hmm. this habit or achieve this goal than to think, oh, I want this, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like the sharpen the saw idea. If you like, if you focus on developing the pieces necessary, the result is takes care of itself. But too yeah. often we do the opposite. We're focusing on how do I get to the end goal or I want the end goal, but we don't really take an inventory of where do we need to improve? How do we make this better to get there? Mm-hmm. I, I- I would see like being like you mentioned a couch potato, right? You can create a routine out of being a couch potato. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't see that as necessarily a routine. Um, <laughs> hold on, but, hold on. Let's take one person that gets home. Yeah. Goes straight to the fridge when they get home because it's been a long a day. Right. Cracks open a beer every day. Yeah. Every day. Either sits outside or sits on the couch. Turns on the TV. What was recorded last night? You sit there. <laughs> I'm hungry now. Get up. You do that. That's what people do. That is a routine. That is a habit. Yeah. Yeah. In in a sense, it's a, but I'm thinking in terms of like intentional, intentional routine that 
is positive and productive. That could be a routine too, like mm-hmm. taking a break, you know, getting a beer, whatever the case may be. That could mm-hmm. be a routine too that you, you know, intentionally do. But when I, I think when term when people think uh, of routines in terms of success, they think in terms of what's intentional and what's not like something that's unconscious that you're just like you're coming home, you watch TV, whatever the case may be. Now, in terms of success, you need to be aware of those routines. Um, and yeah, I agree, that's a routine. But I think like. When you're creating a habit, it's very intentional, but that's why Sab says to the point of unconsciousness so that you're not even thinking about getting up and going to the gym. You're getting up and going to the gym. You're, you know, you're getting this side of this type of food as opposed to a burger and fries from McDonald's. Mm -hmm. Um, It's to the point of unconsciousness at the beginning, very intentional because you have to train your mind to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think in terms for success, it does have to become unconscious because it it reminds me a lot of what you've shared a lot before about how, you know, if you um, like, as far as like even getting dressed in the morning, if you know, you only have, you know, you have your routine as far as like Mm -hmm. what you're wearing or whatever, you don't have to think about, Oh, you're not spending energy on mm. certain things because they're automatic. And so yeah. I think that certain habits, in order to be successful, um, they should be ingrained and unconscious so they can have more energy to Agreed. think about yeah. things that like require your but you, energy. But you also, like, yeah. in, your, in your example, right, when you were like, um, you know, you, you sit down, you watch the game, whatever the case may be, and you drink a beer, mm-hmm. you also have to be aware of your unconscious routines. Like, you have to try to make sure that you intentionally become aware at some point because if you if you have these routines that are not conducive to successful life you have to go holy crap i'm doing this and i know that i'm doing this at some point like mm-hmm. i we all have unconscious things that we do yeah. but at some point you have to be aware of like your bad habits and then intentionally create but some people don't see that habits. as a bad habit that's a way of that's true disconnecting and mm-hmm. relaxing mm-hmm. yeah so uh when we look at certain words to your point going back to the idea of routine certain words hold context naturally Mm. and sometimes it's helpful to break out of that context so that you get a more rounded understanding of the word right Mm -hmm. right so generally when people hear the word routine they think success routine morning routine Mm -hmm. nighttime routine and they think in the positive right Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and so structure and that it's important to break it out of that context to recognize what it actually is because give you another helpful example and i'll come back to routine I love it when people say, well, I don't need faith mm-hmm. or I don't believe in faith. I don't believe in that shit. I'm like, we all have faith. Faith is like, so normally when people think faith, they think they are believing religious. in something religious or something, mm-hmm. a positive outcome. I'm like, no, fuck sake. Let me, let me help you. We all have faith. It's what we have faith in, mm-hmm. right? It, it's, it's not, the issue is not faith. It's what are you choosing to use it for? There are all things by definition. There are all things that we trust are going to happen, mm-hmm. right? Whether positive or negative. And this is what it, it, it's funny to me when I hear somebody talk about like, like when they're, when they worry or they're upset about some future event, I'm like, you have it. It's not a guarantee, right? But you're, you're using energy to worry about something that has not happened in the context of faith. It's still faith, it's just negative faith. So why the fuck would you have negative faith? Why would you choose that? So it's the same thing. When we take these certain words, if we can break it out of the assumed context, mm. we can realize, okay, we're all operating with these things. Now I can choose, does it serve me to operate mm-hmm. with it in this particular <clears throat> way? So mm-hmm. it is helpful to point out that we all have routines. Right. Now we, we associate it with positive routines, but everybody has a routine. I guarantee you, just as you outlaid, and I could see the visualization of you explaining that, that scenario, I guarantee you, all of us can think about when somebody in our life comes home, 
mm-hmm. where they drop their purse off, where they walk in the house, the first place they go, everything. Mm-hmm. Like there's a routine mm-hmm. to everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Humans are built yeah. that way because it's way more energy efficient, which is to Sandra's point, once you make something a, a, a positive success routine habit and it becomes part of you, you're not thinking about it anymore. It, the reason to do that is because it's far more energy efficient. Yeah, of course. And mm-hmm. success then becomes the outcropping or the the end result of it becomes your behavior. default state. Yeah, it's a default yeah. state. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good way of putting it. Um, yeah, yeah. In terms of like um, negative routines, be self aware. In terms of positive routines, be aware too, and and try to get them to the point where they're unconscious completely. So to, so to your point, mm-hmm. and then also to your point, Andrea, like you know, notice that you're doing like you're you're just watching the game, and then and then you know, or it, that may be a positive or negative it thing. Might, yeah, but exactly. It, but if something's negative, you need to be aware of it too. Mm-hmm. Like you need to, but in, in terms of like routines, I did a podcast with um, uh, a doctor. He sold his, he sold a company, he like started a hospital system and he sold his company for like half a billion dollars. And he, they got to like fortune 500 status and things mm-hmm. like that. And um, he, we had did a whole podcast. It was about an hour podcast. And he talked specifically about routines. He wrote a whole book on it. And he said that, um, routines actually cause more happiness, like intentional routines. <laughs> so if you actually create more routines in your schedule, it actually frees up your head to think mm-hmm. about other things than like, I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to do that. So he says like, <clears throat> what it does is it creates, not only creates more success, but it also creates more uh, stress relief mm-hmm. and more more happiness in mm-hmm. general. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's, uh, can we touch on like, like what you ladies are doing to create more routines in your schedule and, and what we should do in general to just incorporate more things that help us to be successful. Just before we go there, just to clarify, the reason for this happiness factor related to structure and routines is you, when you are thinking, it's the same reason to have a to-do list, to have a calendar. When you are thinking about everything you need to do every morning, you are burning a lot of energy brain energy specifically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that is an opportunity cost to that. If you're spending energy on all of these base things that you do every day, it means you're not spending energy on the things that actually move the needle in your life. And your mind doesn't understand reality versus... No, versus, it has no way to know. It has that's, no way that's, to that's know. That's another discussion I would love to get into. But yeah. my point in that is what happens is when you build something into a routine, it's like transferring something using a computer... Um, analogy here it's like taking something off of the ram and putting it on your cpu or putting it on it's built into the motherboard instead of on the ram so anybody knows if you open too many too many programs at one time and you you front load your ram the whole system crashes are super slow Mm -hmm. well when you make something a habit or routine it goes into your cpu motherboard runs much more efficiently than on your ram and it frees up your ram to think quickly responsibly and stay in the present moment yeah Mm -hmm. it's very hard to be present if you're trying to juggle all of these different things Mm -hmm. so that is why generally there is a higher level of satisfaction and happiness when you're able to stay present and there's a structure to how you do things Mm -hmm. right yeah and when you're intentional about that it can be incredibly fruitful yeah I think um, just to going to what you were asking, Frank, about how we um, work that I think one of the things for me right now, I, I am recalibrating my calendar, I feel. We just had a call about, okay, using your Google Calendar and all of that. And um, it's really interesting because I, I I could see where the energy factor comes in because even to I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to work out in the morning times. And it's funny because I'm thinking about you. I'm like, oh, there's so much switch that now has to happen mm-hmm. in my evening routine and habits mm-hmm. that it's it's 
it's taking energy now to do it. So I think that that's really cool. But I think um, of one of the things that I'm doing is adding uh, like our big rocks, what we call our big rocks in the week to make a habit of things that I, I know for a fact have to get done and then everything right. else working around that. So that's one thing for me that I know that it has that's huge. helped. Yeah. Right. Otherwise you get mm-hmm. stuck in the thick of thin things. Yeah. You get busy, but doing things that don't really move the needle. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then that brings in, in my opinion, the happiness factor, because if I at least did these three big rocks this week, I can feel like I'm checking that off of my routine and feel more accomplished. And so that structure is, is very freeing, I think. So mm-hmm. big rocks is one of the, the, big ones (laughs) yeah for sure um i live and breathe through lists so i Mm -hmm. think anybody else should too because (laughs) if you don't write it down i feel like you said you just you're like wait what do i need to do what Mm -hmm. and then you waste time thinking about what you need to do as opposed to already having it written down and know okay my priority is there um so i live and breathe by lists um when do you create your list um, process it, it kind of depends. I have, like you said, big rocks throughout mm-hmm. the week. Um, but as things start to pop up, right. you start to like, okay, I need to, you know, follow up there or I, that's for next week or whatever. So it kind of depends. But big rocks I, in the very beginning of the week is when I write it down or as they start to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, now, another thing that can free up your thinking process is also if you're going to the gym, I will set out my clothes or have my clothes already ready the day mm-hmm. before because then I know what okay. I'm working out because then I have the specific shoes, whether it's mm-hmm. running and cardio or lifting. And then so I already know when I show up to the gym, I already know what I'm doing. It's not like, what do I feel like doing today? Yeah. You know, do I feel like running today? Yeah. And then you wake yeah. up and then you're like, do I really want to do that? And you waste your time thinking about that stuff. So um, between that, um, I think has been a big game changer between lists and prepping for the day. Prepping for the day. That's nice. day before. Yeah, mine just really has to do with my calendar. Um, I once pulled up my calendar in front of my cousin and she looked at it and she was like, you have dots on every day. I'm like, what do you mean? I looked at it. I'm like, what do you mean dots? She's like, look at my calendar. I'm like, oh, there's nothing. There's, I, I was so confused because I do actually have dots on every single day of my calendar, mainly because when reminders reminders of things like especially like we have our podcasting time i have all of my random like meeting times bi-weekly um i'm teaching every weekend or um sometimes during the weeknights or i'm working out so like all of every day has something and those are like my big rock pieces right so it's like as long as i know what i'm doing i'm literally i stick to my calendar pretty well yeah like i'm very not religious about it but like i like if it's on my calendar i'm gonna i'm gonna be doing it Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I can agree with that. 95%. If it's on my calendar, there's a 95% chance it's getting executed. If it is not, especially at this point yeah. in my life, it's good yeah. luck. Good luck. <laughs> it's really a crapshoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's just kind of, it's, it, it's very important to establish the timing, the times in your day. So knowing what you're going to do, especially throughout the week and at least giving some time. Cause even I don't have cleaning on my calendar. I don't, I don't have that, but like on Sundays, typically right before I even like chill out, I already have the established part of cooking, cleaning. And then once I'm done with those pieces, I get to hang, you know, cause yeah. at least giving yourself time because that's a win for me. Like that relaxation at the end of the night is like deserved. Yeah. Deserved. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, but you know, besides the normal washing your face, brushing your hair, doing your makeup, you know, that's, that's a, that's a, a, that's a that, yeah, 
(laughs) (laughs) Guys are so lucky. (laughs) It's true, especially when it comes to that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I put cold water on my face. It's nice. (laughs) I have a whole. I have like a whole four step. Program. Uh, I do my hair. Yeah. <laughs> the nightly routine is like, oh, I gotta take off my makeup oh, I and then it. I gotta. I, I it's, yeah. sometimes I I think like I really wish somebody could brush their teeth for me, you know, <laughs> or brush your teeth for you. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah, it doesn't make any sense. We'll never but understand I know what I'm trying to. You know, it's like <laughs> I'm laying in bed and I know part of my routine is That's what? brushing my teeth and I'm just so cozy already. I'm like, can somebody else? Do it for me and account like for me, my teeth being clean. It just doesn't work. You know, they have machines now for that. Like you just put, but it doesn't clean it as well. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not gonna do it. In a pinch, you could eat an apple. An apple, yeah. I highly suggest Quip though. Oh, okay. Quip, Quip. What is that? It's a toothbrush. Oh. And it's great (laughs) because it is actually very. It's really quiet. Like, do you you have? A toothbrush, like a what are they called? Just the like electric. A manual, not the old-fashioned. Electric- no, no, no. You have an electric. That's what it's called. Yeah, it's so loud. You're it's electric- really loud. I remember one time I was in the bathroom brushing my teeth. I'm like, I hope my roommates know that this is a toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> or not. Or not. <laughs> it's like. Mm. <laughs> it's funny. But, that yeah. is actually um, really funny. Um, I I feel like I share a lot of. The same ones that you guys did like i do like lists um it's interesting like especially over the last um two years as i was training to become a hub um i needed the list like right. i had to remember every single day like okay i've, I've got to get this done i've got to get this done i've got to get this done and then i noticed over time it is something that becomes more automatic so mm-hmm. i can function now without the list but it's important to kind of remember some of the whys behind like creating habits and what keeps us going in them and what keeps us motivated to like ultimately become the person that we want to be. Mm-hmm. And so many of our habits are driven by um, satisfaction and ultimately like the dopamine hit that we get from them. So mm-hmm. even though I'm to a point now where I don't necessarily need my list or um, the schedule to be able to look over and know what it is that I need to do. Mm-hmm. I have the list because it's satisfying to be able to check off. I completed this. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think a lot of my um, habits that I've specifically put into place are just around efficiency. Like I want to be able to get the maximum impact in a short amount of time. So I do a lot of like putting stuff out ahead of time. If I am wanting to get into a new routine of something or get something like back into um, my schedule, like taking vitamins, for example, Mm -hmm. I'm going to move them from my closet pharmacy to (laughs) the bathroom where I'm getting ready Mm -hmm. every morning. So there's a couple of things that we're all mentioning that um, like Atomic Habits really goes into great detail about make it easy, make it obvious, Mm -hmm. make it satisfying that everybody has whenever you really look at you know what goes into creating these habits mm-hmm. yeah i like how you said about it making um helping you become the person that you want to be because that's one of the things from atomic <laughs> habits that i really liked mm-hmm. you are your habits mm-hmm. like you are what you do and i that that specific section i really enjoyed because i remember when i was first learning how to dance uh i always 
thought like, well, I'm not a dancer, mm-hmm. right? And just mm-hmm. because I, I started so late in my dance journey, I'm like, I'm not a dancer. And it was really cool to read the part where it's like, no, if you, if there's something that you want to become, that habit is you. Like, do you practice every single day? Mm-hmm. I do. Do you perform? Mm. I do. <laughs> and you know, like all of these little habits of things that I do, they add up. And over time, it changes your identity. It's like, no, I am a dancer. Mm-hmm. Like I dance. And so I mm. think that that is really like helpful that. for people who um, want to do or know how they want to show up in the world, whether it's just something personal or a career, you are your habits. And so if those right. things are adding up, over time, obviously, you know, he goes into, you're not going to, you know, play basketball one day or I don't know what, and it's all of a sudden you're an athlete. Mm-hmm. It's something that you repeatedly do. And I thought that was so powerful because it, it does help change your identity. And um, it's it's amazing, I think. Well, so. and I think the reversal of that is really important too. Like it's great, especially when you're moving towards something positive, like, yes, this is the person that I want to be. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to break a bad habit, let's say like smoking mm-hmm. or drinking, for example, and that's something that you have an addiction to, there's a difference if you like see somebody around you that's smoking or they try to offer you a cigarette and mm-hmm. you're like, no thanks, I'm trying to quit mm-hmm. as opposed to no thanks, I'm not a smoker. Mm-hmm. Like they're still in the I'm trying to quit mindset that I am a smoker, Yeah, mm-hmm. which is keeping you like tied to that, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to like really knowing in your mind like, hey, this is the person that I want to be and the person that I want to be is not a smoker. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or at yeah. least the person that I want to be has control over like when they're going to be flexible with these things. They're not tied to. Mm-hmm. This is a, yeah. a huge understanding. I have nothing but. Uh, respect and love for the work that Carl Jung did uh, building out the AA program, 12-step AA program with, mm-hmm. uh, what's his name? Bill, whatever his last name is, remember? But um, but the issue with it is the thing you just said. If you've ever ran into somebody who's like, I'm an alcoholic 20 years dry, mm-hmm. you're like, you're still calling yourself an alcoholic mm-hmm. 20 years later? Like, mm-hmm. damn. Like, the, yeah. the energy work that takes to hold that identity in check it's got to be exhausting, right? And they're like, there's all these things in their life to like checks and balances to keep them from falling off the wagon, so mm-hmm. to speak. Where it's like, if you just shift your identity, um, you're going to go, it, you, the energy, you don't have to put energy into resisting something. I'm no longer that thing. Mm-hmm. But this goes back, to, there's three things that you said there that I want to key in on. Habits, standards, and identity. Mm-hmm. And they are all connected to yes. one another. Mm -hmm. Uh, your standards are reflected in your habits and your habits are a reflection of your identity how you see yourself Mm -hmm. and for some people this can seem we did a tiktok video and there mostly got positive comments out of it some people were like that's so judgmental like no i didn't even i didn't even tell you whether or not it was a good thing or a Mm -hmm. bad thing Mm -hmm. so that's a reflection internally of how you see yourself but like it's self-evident some people are like oh that's so out of touch like out of touch with what this is a self-evident <laughs> truth mm-hmm. you are what you repeatedly do and until you recognize that and have the awareness then nothing is going to change the only way it yeah. can change is if you acknowledge oh shit, yeah that is it's what i ideal versus do. real video ideal versus yeah. real right so um, <clears throat> just to, to, to cap this point your habits reflect your standards mm-hmm. right what you whatever your minimum standard is for yourself is where it, where your habits lie. Mm-hmm. And if you want to move that standard, you have to move your habits, but nothing will change until there is a desire to move that standard. Mm-hmm. And then this is what's important because your identity is tied to that, mm-hmm. which is why it can seem very 
negative to some people because it's suddenly having to like look and go fuck yeah. that is what i do that yeah. is what i value mm -hmm. and in this world we live in right now people are like nah, 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 it's not me it's not me <laughs> yeah. you're offending me like get the fuck over yourself so what, why don't we give it like a real world example of that of how you know attachment to a specific identity could be negative or positive um well, just on a daily to, to shift just the question just a little bit to create context without getting too woo woo here you are absolutely worthy of love and you don't need to do anything to feel love now why am i saying that right now well just in my coaching career it has blown me away how many people have a hard time looking at themselves in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Like they just don't want to do it. And it's like somewhere early in life, they believed this fucking lie that they weren't enough. And because they believe they're not enough, they won't take inventory of who they actually are. And they don't have the fucking courage to look mm -hmm. at themselves in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Instead, they waste all of their energy trying to deny and push responsibility and or accountability away from themselves mm -hmm. because it's like, no, I don't, if, but then I won't be loved. I won't be like, no, you, you can't even take an inventory of who you are until you can acknowledge it. So the first thing to do, and the reason I bring this up in, in your question is when you fully acknowledge and love and embrace who you are right now and under, understand, like, there are things you probably want to change about yourself and that's okay. Yeah. But when you can learn to love yourself right where you are, now you have the necessary energy to bring change to your identity. So it takes courage mm -hmm. to do that. And for whatever reason, the pervasive message, I blame Carl Rogers, although I think he was an enlightened cat. I just think his message got reappropriated. But um, whatever reason, instead of doing the work, we're demanding everyone else validate me. Mm -hmm. Let the world tell me that I'm good, even when I'm not. I mean, we did this, started doing this in the 80s, where we believed that we could really help self the self-esteem of a generation. If we just told them they're all precious little butterflies, precious little snowflakes, which is where this... You know, mm -hmm. the snowflake uh, thing came from. Yeah. We're like, you're all precious. You're all perfect. Mm -hmm. And so we started handing out participation trophies. And what happened is the human psyche totally knows that's bullshit. Like, you just know on the inside. Mm -hmm. Like, I got eighth. I literally got last place. I'm not the best on the yeah. team. No, no, you're amazing. So then now there's like this inherent, I don't trust what I'm being told mm -hmm. because I know on the inside this is bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Right? And so then there's confusion. And not surprisingly, this whole message we now have a generation that is most prescribed for, there's probably a lot ADHD. of reasons. ADHD, anxiety, depression. It's like safe to say, however that message may have meant to be a good thing, it didn't really work out in the world. And now we have a generation that doesn't want to take accountability for shit. Mm -hmm. Like it's like that whole message is it's not my fault. It's not my mm -hmm. fault. It's not my fault. Don't you offend me. Like what the fuck is going on? You know, it, it's hard for a lot of people to like look at themselves and go, I'm fucking up. I'm the, the the reason the things that, that are happening in my life are happening is because of my actions of who I am. And it, it's just very hard for people to actually look in the mirror. Well, it's people very do hard. that and then they stop there. That's the mm. problem. That's yeah. Mm -hmm. like, they go, Oh, if I they, fucked up and then that's it. Well, they fuck up. I'm I'm the worst. You know, I'm not mm -hmm. worth it, blah, blah, blah. And then they stop there. There's no like accountability there's no action plan after that of fixing yeah. it it's just i'm now a victim i'm gonna stay yeah. here because i like it I, it like feeds this like identity. downward spiral mm -hmm. and that like emotion in itself is like satisfying right in a way and then once that emotion is gone there's no action around mm -hmm. it which is mm -hmm. curious though because if you look for anybody who truly wants to succeed, like that is in your heart, and by your own definition, I, I can't tell you what your definition of success is, but right. that you really want to become the fullest version of yourself. Go pay attention to how people talk who have succeeded. 
none of them, I promise you, if they're consistently succeeding, have that mentality. <clears throat> they all they all have a story one way or another where they looked themselves in the mirror and said, enough is enough. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. taking accountability. I'm empowering myself. I'm bringing change to my life. So mm -hmm. I'm like, if you if you do any kind of study on this topic, it's very obvious that mentality keeps you trapped mm -hmm. and disempowered. So I'm like, I'm, I'm like curious, how do people get stuck here? And then, you know, well, you hear all the, what I, generally the, the, the combat to that or what I'll hear people kind of say is, well, you don't know what my story is. You know, I have genetic, I have a genetic disorder or mm -hmm. I grew up in a family without, a, there's always an excuse. And I'm like, your excuses are valid to you. I can't tell you, I, I'm not gonna discount your excuses, but I, what I will tell you is, no matter what the hell you're confronting right now, there is a really good chance, a 99.99% .99 chance, somebody else had it worse and mm -hmm. did better. So what the fuck yeah. are you gonna do? What is and it that you say? Is... Fight for your limitations, they will become yours. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yep. Argue yeah. for your limitations long yeah. enough, long enough, and if sure enough, they're yours. Yeah. Well, and your excuses are what you're identifying with. Right. Right now, they inform your decisions. Oh, I can't do that because I'm fill in the blank. Well, mm -hmm. I, I think the quickest way to change that, in some many cases, is just change your environment. Mm -hmm. Habits are caught, right? Yeah, not taught. That's a big one. Mm -hmm. Habits are caught, not taught. Crabs so who you, who you surround yourself with. Well, you'll immediately become that person. So if you're you surround yourself with you know, four millionaires, you're going to be the fifth eventually. Eventually, you're going to become the fifth, just yep. because you take on the beliefs, you take on the 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 values that those millionaires have taken on that have led them to be successful. So mm -hmm. often cases, it's just it's 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 so it's so hard for people, but they need to be self aware and they need to change their environment often if they're mm -hmm. not getting the result they want in their life. Mm -hmm. um, you know. Again, it's just it's just a matter of who you surround yourself with, and and I, I personally would rather be alone than with people who are moving the opposite direction, which <laughs> oh, I get, mm -hmm. which I get is so hard for people. Yeah. I mean, I, I it seems elitist. It seems like, and well, I, well I, what, do you think you're better than me? Like, why, you know? But I, yeah, I haven't had to have those conversations in a very long time. But I, I remember being very just direct. Your values, what you focus on, what you care about don't align with mine it's not for me to tell you whether those are good or bad that's your <laughs> life but for me it's not the kind of stuff i want to be around <clears throat> i know if i if i surround myself with people that don't work as hard as i am i'm eventually going to stop working as hard that's why i'm very particular with regard to who i surround myself with um and because i know that if this person's like slacking off or this person's like I got I got a family to feed. I got people that I have to support, and I have the future business that I'm trying to create. So it's like if I have somebody that's like, ah, I, let's just like chill for a little bit. Let's grab a beer, like all the time. I understand that I, I'm. You have to be very particular about who you let in your circle. Um, and it's it, again, it's not it's not elitist. It's it's just um, you have to protect yourself too, and that will eventually lead to you helping more people mm -hmm. if you protect yourself, right? Even in the Bible, it says, you know, if you if you have a stone, if you have something in your eye, take it out of your eye first, and then you know, uh, take it out of somebody else's eye. Right? Mm -hmm. You got to help yourself first, and then you can help so many other people. So I think in terms of like that almost elitist mindset that people think of, like, oh, I have an elitist mindset. It's it's more so you're really helping people down the line as opposed to um, just the person that you're talking to. Yep, one hundred percent. And that that is one of the again in my, in my my coaching practice, it's one of the things that early success people struggle with. There's like this, mm -hmm. because very often their friend circle changes or friends that they used to hang out with all the time, they're not. And part of them feels guilty, guilty sometimes yeah. lonely, because sometimes there's a, there's a transition where 
you don't really want to hang out with these people anymore, but you don't really have anyone else to hang out with, or mm-hmm. you're not really leaning into another group yet. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes there's the group that you're already leaning into, but it creates this like vacuum that mm-hmm. feels really lonely, mm-hmm. right? And you don't really have a, a new clan yet or a new community. And so, but you feel totally misunderstood by this other community. So very often you come back into what you know, mm-hmm. right? And then you get stuck there mm-hmm. and you'll, you'll see this like very often you're, your friend circle is going to direct and inform your decisions and where you're going in life. And we don't want to abandon our friends for misplaced loyalty or whatever other stories we tell ourselves. And in doing so, we stay trapped, which, yeah. by the way, I'm not saying is bad if that's what you want. Just make sure it's a conscious decision. If you're saying, I don't value improving myself or improving my environment, I'm saying this, I don't know who the fuck would say this, but like, if you're like, I don't value these things more than I do my friends that it's not anyone else's place to say whether that's right or wrong. That's your journey. Mm -hmm. Just do it consciously because it kills me when I hear people say, well, I don't want to give up my friends and I really want success, but what do you value most? Right. What is it that you want? Ladies, can you think of an example in which you distance yourself from somebody because you thought that being around that person more often would probably lower your standards. Can you think of an Mm -hmm. example? Not don't name names, but Mm -hmm. like Billy Bob. Um, I, I mean, I'll kind of jump in here because I, I'm currently, I guess I, I empathize with a couple of my friends who feel like they're, they're doing a lot of work because they have a lot of childhood trauma. And for me as their friend and continuously being their friend is because I want to be there for them. And in that case, I don't necessarily feel like I'm, I'm not hanging around her all the time, but I'm checking in. So my friendship with her is a little bit, um, it's distant, but it's because I still care. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I support, I still support her as a friend. I still want her. Oh, I want them to be, feel better or, you know what I mean? So it's not like it's, it's current. Right. So I still think about them and I just want them to be the best. Um, and it's hard for me because hearing their stories and like, Oh, I just can't get out of bed. I can't get out of bed today. And it's hard to put myself in her, in their shoes because I should fucking get out of bed and do work. <laughs> you Let know, me ask you something related to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So if she started to change who she was, mm-hmm. her, de- her identity started to change, she started becoming more successful. Would you start not distancing, your, distancing yourself as much? That's a great question. Um, potentially. It's, so, so then somebody that that's in like has the mindset of, well, you're elitist. You're only hanging out with me because now I'm starting to change. I'm more successful. Like, what would you say to, to that? It, it's probably a selfish thing. I'll have to be direct with them because letting her know, like, as far as energy goes, sometimes I just can't drain my own energy. Mm-hmm. If you need to f- find your own way and I'll be here. Like, I'll absolutely be here for you whenever that time comes. And I do check in constantly, but I'm not physically hanging around them yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard. It's hard to just see people that are not, you know, like we all have those people mm-hmm. in our lives that are just not doing as well. Not saying that I have the best life, but I have worked really hard to be where I am based off of the time I'm given. Yeah. It's yeah my energy. And like, if I'm reading you right, I don't mm-hmm. think you're saying that oh, if you're not doing as well as me that mm-hmm. I can't hang out with you. You're just saying if you don't have the habits and the uh, the identity and the ambition to be where I need you to be to for me not to be distance, mm-hmm. then I, I don't want to 
hang out with you as much. Is that is that am I saying that correctly? Um, like if if you I actually have the desire to get to a certain yeah. level. Yeah. The way that I think about it is addition and subtraction. <laughs> when you are around positive people and you're around like-minded people and you have shared vision and shared values, they are adding to your life. There mm -hmm. is a kind of reciprocal addition that is happening. When you are with someone that is not in the same mindset and right. they are down or depressed and you know have this certain vision of the world and are in that victim mindset and you are not that is a literal subtraction and so especially whenever you are successful and you have people that are freaking depending on you and you have to show up and there's like i i can't give you an excuse like why i wouldn't like run somebody's payroll or something mm -hmm. like that you know like i yeah i can't give you my energy because I have to have it for this. There's mm -hmm. no excuses. Mm -hmm. So it's not a personal thing. It's not a, I don't like you. It's I, I literally cannot go there. Yeah. And if you're not adding, then yeah. I can't be there. Yeah. Do you, do you, how do you yeah. communicate that? Sometimes it's know. just time. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's something that people can just sense. Like there's never mm -hmm. been a point in my life where I'm like, hey, sorry, like this isn't working out. Like we can't hang out anymore. It's more so mm -hmm. just naturally happened as a result of the path that I'm taking and the path that that mm -hmm. person is taking. Um, and if there's like, there are definitely friends in my life that um, are more so in like that taking energy. And there's just, mm -hmm. there's just kind of a point where I just like shut myself off and I'm not giving anymore, but I'm still you know, there or present, just mm -hmm. more so focused on myself and what I need to get for myself. Yeah. I like, I like what that. Molly said about it, it's almost like protecting what it is that you've worked hard for. Mm -hmm. Because even, even now, we might feel pretty confident in where we are, but it's still work on a day to day mm -hmm. basis to maintain that attitude mm -hmm. of being positive and wanting to move forward and wanting to grow. It's not like you get to that stage in life where mm -hmm. you want to grow and develop yourself and then boom, that's it. Like we are human beings and yeah. there are times when you don't want to do those things. And I think that has to be protected because when you said that, it did remind me um, of um, one of my friends where I realized I felt very, I felt she wasn't doing this on purpose, but I felt like she was definitely chipping away at work that I've done internally to feel mm. the way I feel about myself, to feel confident and to show up the way that I show up. Right. Um, and she didn't know that. And that has nothing to do with her. It's more so me and where I've come from. And it's one of those things where I've realized it's not something that I have to communicate with her. This mm -hmm. is m my personal thing to deal with. Mm -hmm. I just know now and I'm aware that I have to protect that. And so now it's, you know, either checking in or if I do hang out, it's like, I know I have to, I know what I'm coming up against or what I could possibly come up against. So I'm just more aware mm -hmm. of it and just, um, yeah, I, I, I kind of like mentally protect myself from that because I've worked hard mm -hmm. to, you know, yeah. mentally and emotionally get to where I am today. And I have to protect that. Like we're all doing that work and it's a continual work. Yeah. You don't just arrive. I don't think you need it. to cut people off. I yeah. think there just needs to be a certain distance with, with people. It will naturally happen yeah. generally yeah. because like attracts like. It'll, it'll just, you'll get to a point where you just don't have anything in common to talk about, right? Mm. Because 
we most relationships are based on commonalities, connections, things mm -hmm. that we enjoy. So and think about this. There is how many relationships are predicated upon gossip and negativity? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of them, mm -hmm. right? Like what we share in common is the things we don't like about the world, what we don't like about others. Like you just hear people connect. Well, if that's not you, you're going to have a really hard time connecting. And they're going to be totally negged out by you because you want to be positive and talk about awesome things going on in the world. And mm -hmm. any nine-year-old can be negative, mm -hmm. right? It, it's, it's very easy to be negative and to get people to rally around negativity. It's just, it's, there's something contagious about that. Well, so, negativity is way more potent than positivity too. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. And so you're right. Potent. And, and yeah. you, something you were saying, I think the greatest currency we have is energy, not time, not money, energy. Mm -hmm. And we are, as you, you know, kind of start to build some momentum in your life and some success in your life, you start to get more aware of where you're giving your energy mm -hmm. because you want it to bear fruit. So yeah. you're not going to put energy into a black hole that isn't going to go anywhere. It's just like. <laughs> And it's mm -hmm. not, it's friend circles, right? There's, there's variations when we're, we're in a consulting business. And a part of that is we are coaching and developing people all the time. Some uh, different levels of broken. So there, it's not like you're not helping people, but you're not going to have people in your inner circle, like your, mm -hmm. your core circle. That is where you protect your energy. That isn't reciprocating. Mm -hmm. You're just not going to do it. Yeah. It doesn't mean you don't care about the people. It doesn't mean you wouldn't help them if they need it. It's just, you're not going to, that's not who you're surrounding yourself with. Mm -hmm. And that's a really important thing to understand. And on the flip side of that, it's like, well, if I want to grow, raise my standards, change my habits, get better lifestyle, go hang out with people who are doing that, but make mm -hmm. sure you're fucking adding value because if you're not, they're not going to be very tolerant. Mm -hmm. And so you, you just have to be conscious of that and be aware. And negativity is something that is really easy to produce and not, it doesn't take a lot of mental discipline to be negative. So when I mm -hmm. see people who are just railing with negative shit, I'm like, I'm not impressed. Like you you don't yeah. demonstrate mm -hmm. high levels of emotional or mental discipline. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In a room, if, if you have, 30 positive people and one negative person enters a room then it will spread like wildfire that's why you have to root out negativity asap like with without a doubt um it is way 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 more potent um so i wanted to make that point but also and going back to routines <clears throat> um when i did this interview with this with this physician he said that one of the most important factors in in uh, adding routines to your schedule is having something done at a specific time every day, regardless. Um, so I think that's really, really important. Do you want to, do you want to touch on that? Or do you think we should, um, play a TikTok video of kind of what you've been expressing so far? Let's go with the TikTok video. Yeah. Okay. Um, you gotta, you gotta cast it and then you gotta share it. Just want to make sure that's hmm. um i think it's like scroll down look for real versus ideal poll is on youtube but the if you're looking for the it's the uh 840k one. Oh, it's right there which some people really took offense to this Your question is, 
significant other, boyfriend, girlfriend, a reflection of your standing. Your body is a reflection of your standing. Your bank account is a reflection of your actual standard. Not your, oh, I'd like, oh, this is lovely. Your friends are a reflection of your standing. Your significant other, boyfriend, girlfriend, a reflection of your standing. Your body is a reflection of your So the the contention that a lot of people had was, you mentioned bank account at the very beginning uh, of of that um, you yeah, know, discussion. Yeah, it's helpful to go to the long form on YouTube and get the whole thing so you can see that in context because that kind of some people keyed in on that the wrong way. But yeah, right. So they they I don't know, I didn't read it that way. I didn't hear it that way. Most but, people didn't. Um, but you see the world the way you are, not the way it is. So right. So they they saw it as like you mentioned bank account. Do you think you're better than people? Do you are, do you have an elitist view of, based on your bank account, um, you know? Do you think you're better than other people? And um, I think, no. <laughs> the the what I got from that was whatever you have currently, that's your standard. It's a very neutral, you know. Right. There was zero judgment in the in the context. It was. And how was it bad. that they looked at it? There was a handful of people that commented that said. Um, just because I have a don't have a lot of money in the bank doesn't mean I'm not a good friend or I don't have morals. And I was like, holy shit, <laughs> like 100%. Like that right. is, I, I broke my heart that they took it that way. Mm. I was like, no, 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 no. You, your financial standard is reflected in your bank. And then there were other people like, who puts money in the bank anymore? Like, I'm like, fine. What oh you, my gosh. <laughs> your, your, your investment account, your crypto wallet, wherever you hold your fucking right. money. What the principle was your, your, your standard of money is reflected in your daily decisions, right? right? And then, and there is some people in, that are in transition, right? So they're growing into a new standard. They don't right. have it yet, but it's it's funny to see how the masses respond to a video and what they what they want to say. By and large, most people got it, and they were mm -hmm. like, "That's exactly the message I needed to hear," and mm -hmm. they got it the right way. But your standard, your financial standard, is a reflection. Your bank account is a reflection of your financial standard, not mm -hmm. the quality of human being you are, mm -hmm. or whether you're moral or ethical, or whether you're a good friend. It's whether or not what you're comfortable with financially, mm -hmm. right? And that's like one of the hardest things for most people to know. Like if you've read Millionaire Next Door, most millionaires got there making fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year, and that just blows people away. They're like, "What the fuck?" Like, mm -hmm. um, and you're like, "Well, how is that possible?" I'm like, well, because they have a financial standard that says this is important to me. So they save money and they put mm -hmm. money away with that in mind, mm -hmm. which isn't to judge somebody who doesn't, but breaking down stories is how we keep ourselves from getting stuck in this belief system. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're in an interesting time is like the amount of comments. There was a, an, an enormous amount of comments of people hating on millionaires and billionaires and saying, nobody needs that much money. They're so selfish. They could solve so many problems and like, wow. Yeah. Like, how the fuck did we get to this point? Pretty sure it's academia, but uh, I'm going to go into that at some point and talk more about well, where that yeah. comes But then from. it seems like the issue then is, like, obviously lack of awareness with the identity that they're holding on to, right? Totally. Yeah, there's no self-accountability. And it's funny, like, I know, like, there was some guys spewing about Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates. Well, 
Bill Gates family is connected to my family. So I know how he started and I know his parents and they, they were not elitist. They did not come from a ton of money. It was, they weren't, they were upper middle class. His dad mm -hmm. was an attorney and certainly was, didn't lack, but you can't compare hundreds of thousands right. of dollars to he's now a billionaire. It's like, that doesn't, but people are like, no, he, he's, he came from an elitist family and he's an elitist. I'm like, no dude, he was <laughs> upper middle class at best. Jeff Bezos wasn't even upper middle class. He right. was like, mm -hmm. right. He did not come from money at all. Um, it, but these stories help people's narratives, like where they believe, well, he only succeeded because he was white or he is privileged or he came from money. And right. if he would have failed, like the comments, like if he would have failed, his family just would have bailed him out. Well, the thing oh is like, God. if, if you, if, like, if you meet like a, a, a trust fund baby, right. That you can tell immediately oh, a different the attitude. difference, the difference yeah, between a go, successful person and somebody that's been given everything go anywhere. Or even Elon Musk, yeah. people were ranting. I don't know. I don't know how I've become the defender of Elon Musk because that was not my intention at all. Yeah. And I do, I do like him. I think he's doing incredible things. But like, like how the fuck am I over here have like defending? Because my heart is for truth. I care yeah. about truth. So it's like so now I'm finding myself like knowing more about Elon than I needed to. But like somebody was like, well, his 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 dad made a comment that you know he had more money than he knew what to do with. And he couldn't fit it all in his safe. And so he came from money. Well, then you research it and you realize he's been estranged from his dad since childhood because he thinks his dad is a, he says the worst, in quotes, the worst human being I've ever met mm. um, and has not taken money from him. So it's like, again, we take little pieces that help fit our narrative. Mm -hmm. It's like, I want to ask a question, ladies. Uh, what do you equate with? Some, if you hear somebody that says, I have a, this much money or I have, a, you find out that they have somehow, right? Mm -hmm. Through their actions, whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. that they have a big bank account. What do you what do you equate with that? What what do you immediately think when somebody has? I'll tell you what I think initially, and then please share. But initially, mm -hmm. what I think is, it's that's commensurate with the value that they brought to the mm -hmm. to the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Meaning they've brought so much value that that definitely um, it was a compounding effect with regards to their bank account because the value equates mm -hmm. to you know how much value you bring. But what do you yeah. what are your thoughts? I mean, I think it would depend from person to person, but I think if just flat out, given what you mentioned, I would say that it has a lot to do with the work that they've put in to acquire that. Let me ask a question in a different way because I know you really well. Okay. Is that even something you would think about? No. Right. I don't. Yeah. Like no. that, that, I really that, don't. I can tell the way she's trying to answer your question is because she's like, I don't even think like that. So she's trying to participate in your question, but it's like, I don't think she specifically, Sandra, would spend a whole lot of time going, what does this say about the person? Right. <laughs> cool. They've done well for themselves. Do I like you? Yes or no? That's yeah. what matters. Yeah, I think it exactly. really depends. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, again, you, you shouldn't judge, make a judgment on whether you like somebody or you should be friends with them based on their bank account. Mm -hmm. um, but what I normally think is like they've probably brought a lot of value, but mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't make a judgment on like who they are as a person. Yeah. Like the value they bring as a person is different than the value they bring to the marketplace. Yeah. But that's immediately what I think is like, okay, if they have a lot of money and I hear how, how they speak, I immediately think they brought something so valuable to the marketplace that that, that then resulted in them having a lot of money in their bank yeah, account. Absolutely. Um, Which is like people hating on Jeff Bezos, right? It seems like Elon's taken the, because they're, challenging is their top slot. Elon's taking more heat right now, but Bezos is also becoming somebody who seems to be more hated by the younger generation. Mm. And I'm like, 
all right, fuckstick, here's the, delete that fucking Amazon app. Go into protest on Amazon Prime and Amazon. Oh oh no, you like that? That works for you? Now you understand how this shit works. Watching Amazon Prime every day. He brings enough value. His company brought enough value that he got to where he is. Like, Mm -hmm. understand that principle. Yeah. Andrea, what do you thought? Same thing. Um, I, if someone were to tell me how much they made, that would put a big red flag of like, why do you need to tell me? Um, They're either new money or they're full of shit. Right. And I, there could also be a little new purple with daddy's money that right. is like well i have you know this amount of money can you tell immediately who like which which person's which um yeah like, by usually yeah you can tell exactly by their energy the way that they perceive it if you have a lot of money you don't need to tell me you know yeah. I, I don't need to walk around and tell people how much mm-hmm. money i have mm-hmm. um i think people that do are new money they want to flaunt it they don't know how to they're probably not going to have it in a couple years by yeah. the way that they're talking about it um but i i it doesn't come across of like, wow, they must have been very valuable to this market. Let, let, me, let me put it in. Let me put it in terms because a lot of people in the in the comments they have this projection. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't when, say a lot. A lot would mean a lot to me is usually the majority, and I don't think it's the majority. There were but some. There, there I, are dissenting I would say, opinions mm-hmm. of yeah, people who. I would say there's some. Yeah. There's some people that have the view that you have like an elitist point of view, or like they project onto you saying that you have a bank account. Or that that your standard reflects your bank your bank account reflects your standards. That somehow that means you think you're better than me because if you have more money, right? Um, so I think people make judgments immediately, and you, correct me if I'm wrong, but usually people make initial judgments based on the way people dress, the way based on the way people talk, the based on body language, things like that. They make initial judgments, and I think. You got to be you got to I think you got to be aware of like the judgments you make mm-hmm. um, and how that reflects your reality and how you see things. So if you're a judge, like if you're somebody I'm going to put myself in the shoes of somebody that thinks that you think you're elitist because you have a bigger bank account. Um, if you think that way consistently, then you're going to stay in the position you're on, you're, you're mm-hmm. in right now. What you dishonor uh, dishonors you. Right. What you dishonor dishonors you. Exactly. It's so important to understand. So if you are attacking wealth or you're attacking finance. I've yet to see someone who is attacking wealth and attacking income and attacking being financially fitness, stable. Fitness, for example. That is mm-hmm. financially stable. Mm-hmm. Like you were pushing it away from you. And then this shit's laughable to me because everything is relative. There are people in other countries that judge Americans as mm. greedy, wealthy, gluttonous all americans mm-hmm. right so like imagine if you're making thirty thousand dollars a year and you're yelling at the billionaire and then you run into somebody in say the middle of fucking africa who's yelling at you right. and you're like, shit and somebody can yell at that person it, yeah, exactly it's all perspective and yeah. it's all relative mm-hmm. and it's like the whole like the two percent well motherfucker let me help you you're part of the two percent mm-hmm. if you're in america you were part of the top two percent in the entire world so let me ask you a different question because based on like how i what i know of you if somebody said i work out every day at you know, a certain time, what would you project? What would the, be the judgment or not, not the who, judgments? Who the explains wrong word. these things? Um, people that just to be honest, there's, if, there's, an easy way, there's an easy way of seeing the result in someone okay. that works out every day. Mm-hmm. Right, so if right. it's some obese person, I'd be like, well, what do you do uh, every day? Dude, that's uh, such a good point. Right. Like that is the question. Or when how somebody long? claims Well, these things are evident. Though, these things are like, evident. I'm using, I'm, I'm saying these things like. Or I just don't say anything because I'm like. Good, good for you. <laughs> Somebody is genuinely cares about their health. You, you spend 30 minutes with them and you're probably going to be able to tell. Mm-hmm. From the way they walk, their body posture, how much water they're drinking, what they eat, what mm-hmm. even they're talking about, what their interests are. 
generally, if you listen, you can figure out what somebody's values are. And I'm more concerned to your question, and I get why you're asking it, but I'm more concerned when somebody leads with, I'm a millionaire, I'm 6% mm -hmm. body fat, I work out, like, why? Why do I need to know this? Yeah, why are you unsolicitedly telling me this? So let me clarify, that was just an example no, of, like, yeah, 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 yeah I'm not saying, like, asking. people are going, like, yeah. yeah I get why um, you're asking it, but it's, but, but to that point, weird, though, there are people who yeah. do this. They walk around and offer their successes to you mm -hmm. as, like, a exchange of pleasantries. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> okay. Hey, I'm a millionaire. Nice to meet you. <laughs> What is it? Success leaves clues kind of thing. I think in the, it, it fits in this too. It's like, you don't really have to ask. You well, can just see it as it, well. It, mm -hmm. There's a, there's an old quote that I absolutely love. When you're good, you'll tell others. When you're great, they'll uh, tell you. Yes. Mm -hmm. When you get to a certain, plate, uh, a certain place of greatness, you don't no longer need to tell anyone. They're all telling you. Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson and the Seahawks are 2-0 in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> we are undefeated in 2022. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> See how facts can be very misleading? Yeah. This happens all the time. That's true. That's, right. That's a great point. Very, very positive. Idea. <laughs> very, um, Molly, do you have any thoughts and then we'll land the plane? Yeah. Which about what question again? Because there was multiple that you threw out. I would just in general. Mm -hmm. um, Go habits. <laughs> Go habits. Yeah. Have good ones. Habits are good. Your habits <laughs> your standards your standards are tied to your identity what you believe about yourself and there no, again there is no judgment in what you feel is right or wrong yeah. right it's going to be your decision that's your work it's your work nobody can tell you how much money that you need to make and if you are happy making you know no money and that your life is happy then right like mm -hmm. that's like that's yeah. not anybody's place to tell you I think what I took most out of this is what dishonors, what you dishonor dishonors you. Dude, That's huge. People could get right. this. Yeah. And you see this in all aspects of life. You see this in terms of like fitness. People go, you know, oh, you're a, you're a skinny person. Like, why do you think you're so much better than me? I'm like, okay, like you can become that person. You can, if you just change your habits, you can, if you stay around, if you try to befriend that person, actually get gain advice from that person, you're probably going to get in better shape. But if you dishonor that person, you're always thinking that you're never going to get to the place where you're self-aware enough to even change. And that's the thing. It's like, why, why figure out like your negative beliefs about things, figure out if that's holding you back. If you think, oh, this person's skinny, they think they're better than me, or this person has a bigger bank account because they think they're better than me, how is that going to help you? How does this serve mm -hmm. you, pretty much? Yeah, and I think, like, ultimately that turns into, like, your thoughts determine your reality. Mm -hmm. I think, like, quick examples on identity and how that can show up in habits, since you had asked that question earlier. Like, let's say, for example, I identify myself as a good partner. I identify that I have a mm -hmm. good relationship. Well, the habits that I have throughout the day are going to reflect back to that. I make my husband coffee in the morning. I'm checking in with him throughout the day. Give him a kiss before we go to bed. Those mm -hmm. kinds of things. As opposed to if I identify as like not being worthy of love, for example, then yeah, I'm not doing those things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to show up in a more fearful way. I'm going to wait for somebody else to always be mm -hmm. the initiator. Mm. Or you may point. try to earn love and that shows up mm -hmm. right you can feel there's like a residual energy when somebody is doing something because they want to be validated mm. like i can feel that on what is being given to me mm -hmm. like i'm doing this because i want you to validate me mm -hmm. and it breaks my heart sometimes because 
the worst thing you can do, one of the worst things that you could do with somebody like that is to validate it. Because mm-hmm. then it's feeding that. It's then you're, what you're informing is, it. yes, this is how you, this is how to feel loved. Right now, don't, but the people have context things. is so important here, and I can be <laughs> yes. soundbited to say something I'm not. So I was gonna be careful when I say this shit. Like, but you want in real relationship and partnership, you you want to validate the things that are in the highest good of the person. So if you're aware of that energy and you realize that's what's going on, helping the person work through that is really important because there is a residual. It's it's it sounds so bizarre, but even in giving, it's a taking energy. Mm. which can be totally confusing for people who've never experienced this. But it's like they're giving, but it's coming in as a taking energy. Like, how the fuck does that make sense? Mm. Because they're giving because they want something, mm-hmm. right? Mm. They're wanting validation. They're wanting love. Now, on one level, we all want that. But when you do something from the sincerity of your heart because that's who you are, there is a release to bear fruit. It's like I give this mm-hmm. in faith that it's going to bear fruit, not mm-hmm. I'm doing this with intent because mm-hmm. I want to be validated. Mm-hmm. That's sense? very nice. Yeah, I identify as like victim financially. Even if I'm given like thousands of dollars, usually my actions are going to be something in which case like that money is blown overnight. And mm-hmm. so me saying like, oh, big man, like screw you, you have yeah. all this money. Well, if I was given that because I have this mindset that like either I don't deserve money or money is bad, I'm not going to be able to attract wealth and build wealth. I'm more likely going to have habits that are pushing that away from me. And we see this. There's just too many examples. Mm-hmm. People winning the lottery and going bankrupt. People winning yeah. big contracts and going bankrupt. People Stimulus checks. Yeah. Buying mm-hmm. Xboxes and yeah. Jordans and posting it on social media. I think there was like an insane amount of spikes. Well, there was marketing too that it was like a motorcycle shop or something that says, I know you at least have 1200 to put down. Oh my God. <laughs> smart though, right? And then, so smart. So then the flip is that people were angry that how is it that Microsoft is you know, at all-time highs in the middle of a pandemic. How is Amazon at all-time highs in the middle of a pandemic? And like, well, pretty easy to understand people's values. They were given Mm -hmm. money and it goes to those who provide services. There are consumers, there are producers. Mm -hmm. If you want to become wealthy, become a producer. Most people who are snivelly are consumers and that's Mm -hmm. why they are snivelly. You know what's funny? Like I want to build wealth myself and I have a goal of, you know, buying houses this, this year. But I think people would be surprised at how comfortable I am going to zero how fucking comfortable I am going to zero because I know that I have the habits in place. I know I have a lot of things in place that will get me to the place I need to be again. Mm-hmm. Like entrepreneur. I think people, I think people like would be like, they would be like scared at like some of my thoughts. I'm like, I can go to zero. It's not, I have no uncomfortability going to zero because I know tomorrow I know, I know exactly what I need to do in order to get to the place again. So going to your point of like somebody, you know, wins a lottery, they go, they go down zero and they don't know how to get back up. Which is like, which is like why I think the, winning the lottery is like a death sentence for, for a some, lot of people. For, for a lot some, of people, yeah, for, not it, not everyone, right? Yeah, there are some people who are. I've looked because I was researching this because I was just curious. <laughs> the vast majority fuck up their life with money, mm-hmm. but there are some, like even this one couple, I believe they came from Australia. They bet twice, won twice, and they Stop. they swear they knew they were gonna win. But they won mm-hmm. twice. Like who who does that? 
and they were smart with their money. They invested it and did other wow. things. It was like, but the vast majority of people, they get a big chunk of money but, and they. But let it. me ask you this: How comfortable are you going to zero? Like, I, I, I understand you don't want you don't want to have that intention of like, or I'm, I'm going to go to zero. I think but... at this point, the thing that holds me back from that is the pain it would cause the people around me. Right. That I can't deal with. That's my. That may actually be my weakness. I can take a lot of suffering personally. But do you have a confidence in that you can show up for those people regardless? If oh, you yeah, go to yeah, zero, yeah. you're going to show up for those people regardless, and right. you're going to make it happen regardless. Right, right. Yeah, because I have. Yeah. So but, your but point you have is well confidence. Taken. But you have a confidence that a lot of people don't have. Like, um, Well, once you've done like, it, yeah. once you've done it, it's much easier to know that you can do it again. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you for listening to this podcast. Really appreciate it. Please subscribe, like, comment. Share with a few of your friends. We, we would love to, you know, get more people engaged, get more people conversing with us regarding, you know, some of the topics we have. Uh, please go ahead and uh, share this with just three of your friends and uh, let us know, you know, your thoughts and things we need to adjust and topics you would like us to discuss. Thank you so much. Peace. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. This.